0: guys, and girls, and welcome to this week's edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian, and on the other side of the desk is Mr. Miami himself, back from his umpteenth holiday of the year. Matt, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: I am very good, uh, very relaxed after my second holiday of the year. Uh,
0: yeah, you um, say second holiday, but I swear you've been on more, or at no, least no. for a very long period of the well, year. One of them
1: was quite long, but <laughs> this one was just a, a long, long weekend away, uh, nice and relaxing straight off the bat though I've I was away the entire weekend I've seen no footy this weekend so Mate, all I, the pressure is on you right I now I watched a
0: lot of footy this weekend and I'm super excited because this is the grand final edition of the extended bench podcast we have reached the end of the season Ooh, this is a the good week. feeling this is the week where it all counts it's a good
1: feeling as much as I love footy and I love fantasy footy you're always just a little bit burnt out by this point of the year oh. and you kind of just want to get over the you just want the Grand Final to happen. You do, you do. And,
0: you know, a consolation to anyone that hasn't made the Grand Final this week. You know, if you're in your your Spud Cup or you crashed out in the prelims or the semifinals, look, it yeah. sucks. Hopefully, at least one or two of your leagues, maybe a draft league or something you're in the Grand Final for to get it up and excited about. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do this podcast. We're going to go through the round that was, pick out any players that we think are going to do fantastic this week. And we're going to look into the waiver lists as well for the week yes. ahead, obviously with our favourite game, Risk It For The Biscuit, a little bit later on. So, let's dive straight, straight into, into it. it. Alright, so Melbourne versus Sydney. Um, it, it, it was Melbourne versus Sydney. What, what, what did people <laughs> expect was going to happen? It was. Uh, I
1: did read a, review, a couple of reviews, and the one for this one made it sound like I was very
0: glad I wasn't there to watch it. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, Sydney just had the game from the outset. It, didn't, it wasn't a particularly great game for fantasy either. Look... Jack Viney would be owned by some draft players, and they'd be super happy with 123 from him. Angus Brayshaw, only the bravest man would own him at this point, or, again, draft coaches. In draft, you
1: would, because
0: you wouldn't have got anything for him, so you would have held him. Held. Max Gorn should have gone bigger than this. People would have expected a bigger game than this from him. So he was on 111 with probably halfway to go through the last quarter. He could have made 130 quite easily, but he was rested with the hammy.
1: Yep, so I haven't heard definitively whether he's in or out this coming weekend. If he's missing, um, Marshall's the obvious um, straight two. Marshall
0: or Wits, because Wits mm. is coming up against uh, Dawson Simpson and Shane Mumford, and that is he a should smash matchup. Him.
1: Should smash him, and um, Marshall obviously coming up against whoever draws the lottery pick from Sydney this
0: week exactly so <laughs> <it's>, um, so <coughs> look if Gorn isn't playing and you have Rowan Marshall in your forward line Unless you don't have one of those other big guys, like a Dunkley, Dangerfield, something like that. Even if you
1: don't, if you're moving gone out and switching Marshall in they're gone. still worth enough that you're going to be able to bring someone in.
0: True, but my thought was more that I would almost prefer to have wits in the ruck line, unless you don't have one of those big boys. Mm, fair enough. Okay, so keep Marshall in your forward line and bring in wits, because he's going to go huge on Dawson, Simpson and Mumford, I would expect. He's, he's had some mm. big scores this year, and I'd peg him in for 110 to 120.
1: Yeah, I think the where where you get those guys is around the ground and Whitsy isn't so much an around the ground guy, it's just a monster in the actual rock
0: itself. So I, th- I think he gets a lot of hit outs as well. Mumford hasn't been particularly great in the hit outs this year and Dawson Mumford hasn't
1: been particularly great at either. <laughs> no, he year. hasn't.
0: Uh, we'll move on from there because yep. Gorn, like we said, was expecting a bigger score. Hopefully we know in advance. So yep. Also, I would be tempted to trade Gorn out if Bruce is named in the squad because that's going it's to a hurt his dangerous side. It's going to hurt his scoring ability anyway. He's not going to get his average. I wouldn't expect probably. Um, Clayton Oliver was locked down and at least sort of got to a ninety-six, which all owners would have been happy with. Mm-hmm. And, and it drops off from there realistically. There's there's some draft relevant guys in there, but look, there's not much to talk about with Melbourne this year. I think the less said, the better. <laughs> and we hopefully reset for next year. Hopefully. They've got the bones of a good team and they were a great team at the end of last year. I don't know what happened in 2019. Uh, it's all
1: mental. Something was wrong mentally.
0: So, we'll go over to the Swans and... Is there much to talk about at the Swans? No one broke the ton. No. Our Um, boy, Florence, is looking good for next year. He really is. Um, More
1: so drafts, I think. I wouldn't be... Necessarily jumping on him in salary cap next mm-hmm. year, but really
0: like the look of him in yeah. drafts. He could be a bit of a sleeper in draft leagues because mm-hmm. he's not that well known name. So he's probably going to be talked about a fair bit in the preseason. So hopefully that hype doesn't get too high. But yeah, he could be something special. He's got he's got that ability as like an outside running wingman. Yeah. Um, Sam Reed playing as a ruckman got to ninety seven. Uh, had, had to kick three goals as well to get yeah. there. So look, it, it's not going to happen regularly. Don't don't pencil this in. Um, And Luke Parker got a 94, which was at least better than his bloody 52 the the week beforehand. But yeah, there's just not much to speak of. Even Jake Lloyd only got to 81. Very
1: underwhelming, yeah.
0: At the very least, though...
1: I guess there wasn't a lot of ball going into their forward
0: line. For that's the true, sport. and pretty much everyone owns Jake Lloyd in salary cap leagues at least. Draft yeah. owners would just be hating this score. That 81, you would be penciling <laughs> him in for 100 every day of the week. Absolutely. And he might have lost some guys uh, or some coaches some games this weekend. Unfortunately, unfortunate.
1: Uh, probably, yeah, you're right. Probably
0: not too many other people to talk about yeah no. So we'll go straight on to the next game, which was on Saturday morning Carlton versus St Kilda. This was awesome. I mean, I think Carlton's just that second team that everyone's got at the moment. You know, it was Brisbane yeah. earlier in the year when they were defying expectations, and now we know just how good Brisbane are, sitting on top of the ladder. You kind of can't support them as your second team anymore, especially <laughs> if your team is fighting in for the top four. Yeah, absolutely. So, Carlton uh, has become that... They're a little bit of tech. a
1: feel-good story at the moment. Yeah, they are.
0: I um, love it. Um, and they had some good scores as well. So, Nick Newman is just keep on keeping on. So, 110 from him has been great. Mark Murphy, have you still got him in your salary cap side?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's That's... I love when you're at that stage of the season, when you're not 100% (laughs) sure. That's how you know you've been knocked out of pretty much every Oh yeah, I'm out
1: of everything in salary cap. (laughs) Out of everything, a horrible overall rank. I'm I'm pretty much still just making trades for this podcast.
0: Well, you are in, and I'll bring this up nice and early, you're in our Keeper League Grand Final against friend of the podcast Brody. Yeah, I have
1: a very, very bad feeling friend of the podcast Brody is going to be enemy of the podcast next week when he has his back-to-back win. he better
0: not be everyone else in the league is rooting for you mate because Brody out of the three years that we have played in this keeper league I've won once and Brody has won twice I do not want Brody having three of four oh, I don't want cramps. that either but
1: I feel like he's a good
0: chance Matt you got to get this done you just have to get this done well,
1: as can you relax the rules and let me pick some people up this week
0: right, that does <laughs> seem like my style it seems like my fast and loose style of commish but, no, no, I'll...
2: Uh, stick <laughs> to, to the rules I'll for have once. To stick to
0: the rules, mate. Oh, uh, right. Getting back to the game, Ed Kurnow was fantastic with 106, and Cruiser was solid for draft owners too. Simpson, a 90, you'd still be pretty happy with that if you brought him in, because, look, he's...
1: Absolutely, considering how cheap he was mm-hmm. going back a month when he looked on the verge of retirement, oh. he's had it, it
0: absolutely turned it around recently. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Cripps, look, 69. I don't know how to feel about this because you're not happy with a 69 on your field. Salary cap owners, I was just livid with this score, and he didn't look like he was going to go anywhere past this.
1: The, the thing is, he had steel. I'm assuming he did. I'm assuming has, he, had he had steel. Steel
0: looking after him, and steel did a great job steel, around the contest as well. He's a good. But also, Cripps was in hospital that morning with an ear infection. We found out later. No, doesn't help. No. So if we had learnt on Friday evening that he had an ear infection going into the weekend, that would have been good information for coaches. We all would have traded him out.
1: It would have been. It would have been good information for the opposition as well, which That's would true. be why they were prioritising that over salary cap. Exactly. Um, fantasy coaches.
0: It's, you know, I, I feel like the balance should be weighing <laughs> in our favour, but <laughs> whatever they decide. So, the Crips, thing is, look.
1: next week they've got, um, or this coming week they've got Geelong. Geelong. Geelong generally don't tend to run with the tagger.
0: No, they so, don't. And they'll, and they'll the, back themselves in Geelong.
1: They will. And they've got a, Geelong don't have a lot of pace. They've got a lot of inside contested ball winners. Mm-hmm. Cripps should thrive with that.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's going to have a good week. I think he's
1: going to have a really good week.
0: So I'm if you own him in a salary cap league, and if you are heading into your grand final, I know it's tough, but I think the call for me is to hold Cripps. I would agree. Yeah. Um, unless you've got absolute, unless you're, the rest of your team is perfect and you know went, it won't be tuned up this week. <laughs> it won't be that. Oh, if it's my team, it definitely wasn't. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to. Oh, actually, just quickly on Sam Walsh, he's been playing as more of a wingman over the past couple of weeks. That's well, I mean, doesn't his... make me happy. It could just be the, because, obviously, he's had a monster year this yeah, first year. He might be slowing down a bit. They don't want to put him too much in the contest towards the end of They might just be protecting
1: year. him a bit. And, I mean, I know last year, he in his under-18 year, he did a lot of heavy lifting in the midfield he did. that year. But that was through necessity. I think prior to that, he was primarily an outside player, mm-hmm. and the wing was probably his natural position. Yeah. So, maybe they're just giving him a bit of a break. Maybe mm-hmm. they're trialling him in a different position. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh,
2: a little
0: bit worried... Um, a little bit worried about what happens if Canelio comes into this group. So, if Canelio and Cripps, they're, they're automatically getting most of the midfield time, so most yep. of the center bounces. Um, I assume next year that would leave Mark Murphy, Sam Walsh, um, um, Ed Kernow to roll through. Yep. Um, and we, we already know that um, that Colton. Uh, who, who's coaching Colton at the moment? Well, why has that escaped my memory? Ratten. Uh, <laughs> Ratton. Ratton? No, it's not. No, no, that's, that's Gilda. Teague. Teague, thank you. So we already know that Teague likes using Ed Kerno in the midfield. So yes. that's a bit of a change from Bolton, who just sort of threw him around a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I would be a little bit worried about next year, but going forward, Sam Walsh is just going to have a uh, ridiculous fantasy he's gonna career. He's going
1: to be a gun. And the thing is, two of those guys you mentioned, Murphy and Ed Kerno, are, are older players. Older. They don't have that much longer left in them. So even if next year is a bit of a regression. Well, it, there's a very good chance it'll be a regression for Walsh, considering how good his rookie year was. And
0: also, second-year blues are something that tends to happen. Teams work out your game style. They focus a bit Absolutely. more on you. So, yeah, I, I, I think it might be a small regression next year, but that, I mean, that doesn't I, dampen forward, the rest of his career.
1: He's still going to be amazing.
0: Uh, over on the Saints' side of the ledger, Jack Steele, like you mentioned, I mean, he was terrific in this game. Uh, 14 tackles, that's what he does. I really hope he can put together a more consistent season in 2020. Because I pegged him in as a massive breakout player. I pegged him in to average 105 this year, and he hasn't really come close to that. No,
1: he's had some really good games, but he's also had some pretty average ones.
0: He started the year very poorly, to be honest. Uh, Rowan Marshall just keeps getting it done. 108 from him after that little injury the week Mm -hmm. beforehand. And he's going to have a monster game to finish the season. I would suggest against the Swans.
1: It is the Swans, yep. Uh,
0: Jack Billings, 106. We know what we're going to get from Jack, I think, most weeks now. Uh, Just keep in mind for next year, for Keeper League owners, there's no chance he is a forward next year, I would suggest.
1: I'd say you're probably right. So,
0: he loses a bit of value. But then again, you're very happy with a 100 averaging midfielder.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know if I can see him going up into that upper echelon of midfielders though if he is just a midfielder
1: yeah you would have thought that this year he was playing pretty pretty much majority midfield so yeah. is there really more midfield minutes for him mm-hmm. moving forward I mean
0: just but I don't know you think about it this way if he's averaging 100 as a forward he's in the top four conversation as oh yeah a forward. absolutely whereas if he's averaging 100 as a midfielder I don't think he comes near cracking the top 10 um, no. or even the top 20 no he probably wouldn't so uh, yeah just keep an eye on that for keeper league owners uh, Seb Ross, yeah, average. You know, he was winning people cars last year, but no, yeah. not not quite this year. Um, Hunter Clark, oh boy. I mean, yes. Look, he he had an average score this week with a seventy-three, but I just love the way this kid looks for keeper league owners. I can see you smiling over there because you own him in our keeper league. So yeah. So I'll keep quiet. <laughs> and I think you held on to him as well after a couple of trade options were thrown your way in the preseason for him. I know um, I tried to get him yeah, off on your one you stage. Did.
1: You did. There are a couple of options, but. But no, in, I
0: really like him. It's hard for us because we kind of uh, leave all our cards on the table when we do our preseason podcasts and we yeah we tell everyone exactly who we like and who we don't like. So, you know, keeping a few cards up our sleeves for trades it's in our difficult. own leagues, it's not easy. Um, yeah, there's not too much really to go into for the Saints. There's a lot of guys that would have lost you games this week. Savage, 46. Yeah. Oh, God. Coaches would be livid with that. Same with Steven after... Mm-hmm. Look... People would have brought him in after that 108. Uh, We told you, we warned you a little bit that that was based on three goals and he's not going to do that every week. But a a 43... Yeah. You would
1: have
2: you would have been expecting
1: him to put up like a 65-70 even without the goals. At the very least. But
2: so, yeah, this
0: is just unfortunate. Um, I think we might push on to the next game, which was
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, top-of-the-table clash. Brisbane brought down the Cats. This was awesome. Oh, this did, sounded
1: like it was a really good did finish. Did you see
0: the highlight of Lincoln McCarthy at least taking the mark at the end uh, of the game? I think I might have, yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Pretty good, yeah. Went for an absolute ride on a Cats back and just brought down the mark, kicked the winning yeah. goal. It was fantastic. Um, and just everyone in the gap just went up. <laughs> oh, on, they would have gone nuts.
2: Awesome.
0: Um, so, Jared Lyons. What a man. <laughs> what a mysteriously amazing man. Pretty He's, good. The man of mystery just has been getting it done. He's been averaging yeah. something like 115 over the past month.
1: Yeah, I think his last five average is about 111, 112, I checked today, which is ridiculous considering what he was putting up to start the year. So, oh God. this is... But yeah, this is great. They've got. Who do
2: they
0: have next? I think it They've might got be Richmond. Richmond. They've got Richmond, so tough matchup. It but is a tough matchup, but. Richmond do still give up scores to midfielders. Yeah, they do. Because go, they don't give a shit. They go one head of those to head. They to so, back themselves in.
1: Look, would I be bringing him in salary cap? I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted. I think super it's a tempted. really, really gutsy move. I don't hate it. Last week, I'm pretty sure I recommended against it, but this week, I'm going to. Go yet?
0: There, well, there's a player who plays for Port that's in a lot of teams out there that we'll be talking about in a little bit, and he is a great swap.
2: Yeah, yeah if you've good got point. some
0: cash to go, I can't believe. Oh, look, I, obviously, I'm talking about Rocky. I can't believe you held him again. That, <laughs> I, mean, I did hold <laughs> him again, and we'll get to that. But I can't believe that we are having to pay quite a large amount of money to go up to Jared Lyons from Tom Rockcliffe. If you had told that to me in the preseason, I would have smacked you upside your head. Because that is ridiculous.
1: Clearly no faith in the matter of mystery.
0: No, I don't know, I did not, <laughs> and clearly I was wrong. Uh speaking of guys we like, Huma Cluggage, I mean mm-hmm. this kid's gonna be keeper league gold in years to come. I think he already is. He well, pretty much, yeah. He's he's only a midfielder, but he's putting up premium scores. Yes, he's had the odd one or two poor ones, but He'd still be close to a, a mid nineties average for a young player, yeah, and that's terrific. Absolutely, um, Robinson got the job done. He was terrific, and Neil scraped his way to a hundred, <laughs> as he does. Yep, Zorko's effort was a bit disappointing, to be honest, with a ninety four in a, a preliminary final. But, I mean, a lot of people brought him in on the back of some hundred and twenties recently. I don't think he's going to get that every week. Yeah. I probably would have backed him in for a hundred to. 105 to 110, something around about that. So it's only a little bit down on that. Yeah. Um, hasn't had a really poor game. Charlie Cameron, we we told people the past two weeks, he is on a lot of waiver lists, and he is going to be very good. Yeah.
1: I did check today; he's not on as many. No, he's I think it's on the. He's in the high seventies. Yeah,
0: seventy eight percent, I think, owned now. Yeah, um, and he's just had a ninety four after five goals. Look, I don't think he's doing that against Richmond. They've got some some yeah. smaller thought like someone like Nathan Broad could line up on him
1: yeah I don't think he's going big but he's having that good a year mm-hmm. I, I don't know I wouldn't put it past him
0: no. um, speaking of having good years Daniel Rich has been solid all year and Stefan Martin has been pretty solid contributor as well for draft league owners Alex Witherton on the other hand 66 a drop down from a, a good solid past couple of weeks might be interesting to see what he does next year actually I mean I picked him in as one of the top six defenders this year or close I'm to it I'm pretty
1: sure I had him as my number three or four so
0: you did didn't you I had him very high wow I'm looking forward to our postseason episode next week where we revisit some of our I'm, early season I'm calls really not <laughs> <laughs> um, we might jump straight over to the cats here so yep look not much to crow about here except for Danger. Danger was amazing with 116. He was everywhere. Gary Ablett won a few draft leagues or draft coaches, I should say, their matchups. Um, Tom Stewart wasn't as bad as a lot of people predicted. I held him in 93. You're pretty happy with that.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Um,
0: <laughs> because I think uh, the AFL Fantasy app had him predicted to get 58 or something like that.
1: I mean, I can kind of understand that. The Lions haven't been giving up a lot of points.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And he has had a pretty, like... He's had an average month. It's average, not bad, but average month. Yeah. So, this is this is good, though.
0: Speaking of average, um, Tim Kelly and Mitch Duncan, 75 and 73 respectively. Um, yeah. oh, just poor. Just really poor. Um, putting up that kind of garbage in a, uh, a prelim final. I mean, you're expecting more from those guys. Especially yeah. Duncan, midfielder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um...
0: I, oh. I, don't, I don't know what else to say on that. Look,
1: I—if you've still got them in salary cap, they are two guys that I would be looking at moving on.
0: I don't know. I—they're playing
1: Colton. Carl, see, Colton. <coughs> you say they're playing Colton, and you go, "Oh, they'll get lots of points." Colton have been surprisingly restrictive mm. to like top guys. Okay. Yeah. I'm, pulling, I'm pulling that completely out of my eye. I was about so, to say, have they? <laughs> have they? I feel like they haven't been giving up the points we've been. We would have expected them to at the beginning of the year.
0: They're giving it up in the rock line at the moment because cruiser sort of just goes doesn't yeah. doesn't care too much about his opponent and runs off on his own. Um, and and they do give it up to maybe one uh, midfielder per game. Yeah. So steel went big last week uh, or this week, for example, but. I, I get what you're saying. They do man up pretty closely. Ed Kerno runs with someone. Will Setterfield normally sticks really hard on someone as well. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, okay, so this week we had three Saints break the ton. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: and they're sort of the ones that you would probably expect would be. The week before that, as my um, tablet freezes, against Richmond we had...
0: Like think Dusty missed out on that game, so that would have been a prime Dusty absolute massacre.
1: We had five break the time, including one massive score.
0: Oh, I think you might have to go back on your call here, Matt. I think... <laughs> but, but
1: they... Yeah, they, most of them were not... Yeah, that week they weren't your usual guys. Look, they were if, kinda...
0: they, if I was to say anyone, Kelly's the one I'd be getting rid of. I'd keep Duncan because if anything, he plays sort of a Jack Billings role on that outside wing and Jack Billings went pretty big against Colton this week. They didn't give two shits about him. So yeah. I think if they're going to target anyone, it'll be you know Dangerfield, um, it'll be Tim Kelly especially, yeah. and then they'll let the likes of Duncan Roam pretty free.
1: Yeah, I, I, if I were moving one on, it probably would be
0: Kelly, but... <laughs> I, I'm pretty fed up with both of them, to be honest. Oh, I, 100%. But I, I'd keep Duncan over Kelly, is what I would suggest. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Not with any great enthusiasm, <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, next game of the round was Adelaide taking on uh, taking on Collingwood. Uh, pff, geez, this was ridiculous. <laughs> this, the, these two games, these the Saturday afternoon game and one of the... Sa- both of the Saturday evening games, actually, were just atrocious. This was just awful football. Um, So Collingwood smashed the Crows. And fantasy scores reflect that. They had... Oh, how many is this? They had... 10? About 10 people score over 92. And they had 5 scores over 106. Those are monster fantasy scores. Scotty Pendlebury had 137. Braden Bloody Maynard, this, <laughs> that guy popping up for 130, there would be draft league owners out there just either really pissed off or so happy because he is like a sixth defender in your team.
1: Uh, I'd say he's probably a, a fifth defender. I think he'd be playing in a lot of. In, a lot, in of teams. a lot of
0: deeper leagues, he would be playing in the fifth, maybe sixth spot. And in yeah. shallower leagues, but he'll he might be owned on your bench. in pretty much every league. Yeah. Um, but 130. Yeah, wow. you don't
1: see that coming.
0: Um, Jamie Elliott with his 117 as well. This was just the game where a whole lot of draft relevant guys just jumped up and absolutely smashed it. Will Hoskin
1: Elliott 106. I think he's had a quite quite a good month from memory.
0: Yeah, he's not been too bad. Um, Taylor Adams with 99 was okay, and Trelaw was a bit down. Trelaw was interesting actually. He wasn't really tagged. He just. Didn't really get to the ball. He was on the bench for quite a lot of this game as well.
1: They might have been just managing him. It's not like they really needed him.
0: Yeah, they only had... He had... Oh, what is it? 74% game time. So yeah. that is quite low.
1: Probably just managing his game time.
0: Um, one of the Actually, definitely one of the lowest from, uh, from the Pies. Um, and Grundy as well had a had a poorer game with a ninety. He was double teamed by Jacobs and O'Brien. So Everyone would have owned him. We though. we expected that to happen as well. We we saw that coming in as soon as teams were named last Thursday. Um, and who have Collingwood got this week actually? Because that'll wow. be interesting. Uh, captaincy option, obviously. Captaincy choices heading into the grand final. That is going to be big, uh, because Grundy would definitely be in consideration, Trelaw would be another one in consideration. They got Essendon on Friday night. Oh. Their midfielders are going to go berserk in that game. They are going to go berserk, and you know who else could go berserk? If I've heard that Bell Chambers could be coming back this week, mm-hmm. but that's after a long injury layoff, and Zach Clark is just atrocious, so Grundy could be a massive, massive score this week.
1: Yeah, he really could.
0: That's going to be very, very interesting to watch. So keep an eye on teams on Thursday night. Um, Is there anyone else from Collingwood you want to talk about? Or should we just move over? Because, again... It's really hard to give this game any credibility, considering what the Crows put yeah, up. Yeah,
1: look, a couple of their lesser lights. I would be hopeful of having good games next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rupert Wills, Callum Brown. We discussed them yeah. briefly last week. Tom Phillips. Tom um, Phillips. So, sorts of guys. yeah, some of those more draft-relevant guys. If you need to stream someone this week, I don't mind them as options.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Laid Crows. Okay, so Brody Smith. I mean, he looked like a player a lot of people would have dropped... Last week, you know, he's mm. he's got to that stage. He had a poor row game last week against West Coast, and he yeah,
1: only sixty five last week. Yeah,
0: so one hundred and nineteen this week was huge. So oh.
1: yeah, got the dogs coming up next, who have been restricting teams a lot. They have just through weight
0: and numbers. They seem to give up a little bit to halfbacks though. So against midfielders, they give up almost nothing. I think they're one of the harder teams to mm. play against for midfielders, but. If he's playing that half-back role, it could be interesting. I wouldn't be rushing to get rid of Brody Smith, basically. No, no.
1: If you've got him, I'd be I'd be rolling with him again.
0: Yeah, Seedsman, another guy who would have won a lot of draft coaches' league, league matchups this week with 111. It's just ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yep. He's interesting because he's 57% owned in Ultimate Footy. Mm. So there's a lot of leagues where people could go out and Absolutely. grab him. Absolutely.
0: He was one of my honourable mentions this week. Uh, for he's risk not eligible for our risket choice. Shall we, shall we
1: save it to Risket and
0: talk yep, about him then? we, we shall. Uh, yeah, and look, there's not really much else to talk about. There was only one other person who was in the 90s, which was Brad Crouch, and then everyone else was below 74. So yeah, it's just an awful game from the Crows, and we'll, we'll pretty go, much we'll go on to the next game of the round, which was perhaps even more awful. Well, oh, actually no, it's, it was more awful. Port Adelaide versus North Melbourne. We got bad port again. Oh man, was this bad port? I didn't think Port could go this bad. This was really bad port. This was. Awful. this I mean, this was garbage. I I, I watched a, a, an asset <coughs> amount of this game because obviously I had prelim matchups for two different leagues, um, one of which I miraculously won, even though I had Tom Rockliffe in my side. And I was watching to see how Tom Rockliffe went, and we'll get to him in a little bit after we cover <laughs> off North the Melbourne. The
1: answer is not well.
0: That is the answer. <laughs> um, so, North Melbourne had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine players score over 99, with eight of those hitting the ton. And a further three players in the 90s. That's pretty impressive. That is massive. Sean Higgins went 135. Toddy Goldstein, that was probably the best game I've seen from a Ruckman in a long time. That good. But, you know, when you've got a Premiership Ruckman sitting in the sandful for no good reason... <laughs> maybe that's why? You know, just maybe? I...
1: I yeah Stupid. Uh, uh, no is, comment that
0: is the poorest coaching decision of the year for me like there is. Port's been doing some weird stuff
1: for this year
0: bad stuff bad stuff um, let's just be clear on that really bad stuff I mean Lysett had been very good up to the point he was dropped and then they brought yeah. in Laddams and Ryder and the two weeks that they played Laddams and Ryder they just happened to come up against teams with no ruck lineup yep. I think it was Dawson, Simpson and Mumford one week yeah um and they're awful. And the week after, it was Essendon, which is just Zach Clark, who is also awful. And then you come up against one of the better Ruckman in the comp, and you put in the same lineup. it All of a sudden, doesn't work. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Um, yeah, you feel a bit better now? You've got that off your chest? A little bit. I, I don't even know why I'm so abbed up. Like, yeah, I was I was riding the Rocky bandwagon, but I don't support power. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything to do with port. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know what it is. You're upset because we have to talk about North Melbourne players from a fantasy perspective. Oh, that's it. Thank you. That's, that's why, why you're upset.
0: That's why. Okay, let's reel them <laughs> up quickly then. <laughs> um, Benny Brown, 125. Just quickly on him, a, a fantasy footy aside.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. You
0: you look like you had a big thing to say. No, though, no, actually.
1: let's let's talk real footy first.
0: Um, Coleman, Coleman Medal. he's got that wrapped up now. Do you think he should be in the All-Australian squad? Oh, not Ooh. squad, team.
1: Uh, tall forwards. Who else has had a good year?
0: Jeremy Cameron, Tom yeah. Hawkins, Jack Darling.
1: I'd probably have Brown ahead of uh, Brown and Cameron. I think I'd have.
0: I see. I have. Uh, I, I don't have him in my Australian team. I've it's got. Place for North Melbourne. It's true. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I love Ben Brown, but that's all he does. He he takes a mark and he kicks a goal. And don't get me wrong, he's. One of the best at that. Yep. But Jeremy Cameron has had a better overall year. He just happened to come up against Bad Port, super bad port, <laughs> and kick 10 goals one particular week. Like, yep. oh my God. Yep. I, 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 I mean,
1: he's only got a lead of four. So if Jeza Cameron comes back this week.
0: True, yeah, true. So Against that, um, Gold Coast. Against Gold Coast, that could be interesting. Which
1: leads very nicely into the fantasy footy perspective. <laughs> Ben Brown, they are going to be feeding him the ball this week, oh, particularly if Jeremy Cameron's playing against Gold Coast. Yeah, because they are they going want to want him to get. They the want him to get the Coleman.
0: So that'll that's a really interesting one for uh, for wise because he's yeah. available on a lot, but he's not available on enough to be eligible for. No, risk. He's seventy
1: three percent owned, so there's about twenty seven percent of leagues where you could mm-hmm. get him. Look, he's, has he hasn't got the easiest. Actually, he's got uh, Melbourne.
0: Yeah, so he, they've got an okay matchup. They've got a good matchup. Well, I don't think they're going as monster because surely Zeebel isn't going 111 again. Pollock got 117. Simpkin got 119. Melbourne have been giving up
1: some points. Melbourne, Melbourne are hopeless. Melbourne Melbourne have got nothing to play for next week.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, and I either do North Melbourne realistically. North for Melbourne ben have Brad. got a Coleman to play for. Yeah, I guess. You're right.
1: They're going to be feeding him the ball. Yeah, I don't hate him as a streaming option this week. Yeah, In fact, I quite like him.
0: But I can almost see Melbourne... Just going, all right, you let's you want stick the three Coleman, guys let's on Brown. three people on Brown. Oh, that's
1: 100% what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, look, and Ben Cunnington, Jamie McMillan, both over the hundreds as well. They've, North Melbourne just looked so good in this game. They just looked so far ahead. Um, okay, let's talk Port. They had <laughs> two players score above 74. A 104 to Travis Boak, who a lot, most of the competition has anyway. So yep, we were super on. happy with that. Dan Houston, we talked about him the past couple of weeks. He yep. was outstanding. We're going to talk
1: about him a little bit more later with the question as we well, so we'll we move will. on from him.
0: Um, 97 from him as a backman. That was just fantastic. And then Ollie Wine, 74. Uh, look, it, it was not a good week for uh, Port Adelaide players. So if you had these guys in draft leagues, people like Justin Westhoff, who has been good lately, a 48 from him. Uh, you know, Laddams, who some people might be streaming in um, uh, in the rock spot for yeah. deep, deep leagues. Robbie
1: Gray, 63, is always popular. <sighs> Tommy Rockliffe.
0: Yeah. Let's get it off your chest, Rockliffe. Tommy Rockliffe, 48. So, I thought to myself, right, I, I told everyone to get rid of him last week, and I was going to follow that, and I balked at the last minute because I thought, DeBoer coming back in the tag would go straight onto Bontempelli, you, which it did. You messaged me about this did, this week as well,
1: and I said, I'm looking forward to you <laughs> just losing your shit on, on Tuesday.
0: And what's happening? It's, I'm losing my shit, man, because this was, this was just absolute garbage. This was trash. This was... Uh, I don't know how to explain this. I mean, there is a solid chance that Rocky gets dropped this week. But he deserves to be dropped. He has been that poor That's, over the past two weeks.
1: He's one of the the veterans that are supposed to sort of give their midfield its backbone. That's the thing. He got 16 possessions, no marks, only three tackles in mm-hmm. a game where they got trounced. Yeah.
0: And and his whole thing is racking up possessions, and he should be taking uncontested outside marks. I get the fact that it's hard to take uncontested well, outside marks when the your ball. team doesn't have the ball. Yeah. But you're one of the key ball winners, so even if you're not doing that, you're supposed to be getting the clearances on the inside. You only had two clearances for the game as an inside midfielder. Yeah, it's, it's just not good. And Boke had eight, so he tried to drag the team along. Yeah. Look, I mean, if, if you've got him in your side, just trade him at all costs. There's every chance that they might keep him in the side this week and they come out and go, you know what? We're going to be good port this week. And Rockliffe a- could and, go 160.
1: And I would have agreed with you up until the f- this morning when Frio fired Ross Lyon. Yeah. Because they've got Frio next week. Frio will have that one-week lift from a... A new caretaker the, coach. The
0: weird caretaker coach effect, where for some yeah. reason a team wins. It, it's happened. Oh, four, I don't three think times.
1: I don't think they're going to win because we don't play particularly well in Adelaide. But <laughs> um, I think we'll put in more of an effort than we otherwise would have. Yeah,
0: but look, I I, I still think you just got to trade him. <clears> this is this has just been a, a terrible end of the year for Tom Rockliffe and and we'll move on because there's every chance i can (laughs) pick him up early next year as well because he'll be super cheap based on his average and what he could do.
1: I look forward to it.
0: Oh, for God's sakes. Maybe I should put a post-it note or something like that on my laptop every day for me to see. Do not have Tom (laughs) Rockliffe in 2020. Just tell me, please. All right. Uh, Frio Essendon. Frio Essendon. Essendon were just on top for the entirety of this game. They were too good in the end. 87 to 55, Uh, Zach Merritt got it done. We knew he would, 124 from him. He's going to have a good game this week as well, I would suggest, because they're playing Collingwood from memory. Uh, They are, yes. And Collingwood, uh, again, one of those teams that back their plays and they don't give a shit. So
1: So Merritt will go well.
0: I, I love a good don't give a shit team I, I,
1: I have noticed that the, over our weeks of doing the podcast but,
0: because they're the best to come up against you don't want a defensive team you don't want a team like coached by a Ross Lyon or someone like that who have a lot of a tagger mm. generally and they also have a couple of players who play negating roles yeah. even though they're not hard tags so you know when you come up against those teams and they back themselves in even the opposition can get great scores so I love
1: Absolutely, it yeah. so I, we, we like Merit this week um I actually oh I was looking at some numbers before I like McKenna this week as well. Yeah,
0: McKenna had a good has had a good couple of weeks actually. He's been really solid.
1: Um yeah, I mean his last 5 weeks he's had got 290s and 3 scores in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um pies this week I think we spoke about this maybe last week and the week before. The Pies' yes. forward line is really not structured up particularly well. Not at all. So as good as their midfield is, and pumping it into the forward line, mm-hmm. there's a bit of ball there to rebound. And McKenna, they've been using a
0: lot the last month or so. So yep. I quite like him this week. No, I, I love that pick. Um, um, so some other guys who might be uh, interesting, uh, I reckon Kyle Langford might have a good game this week coming up mm-hmm. against the Pies. Um, they'll want a bigger body in there to try and get some extra clearances. Yeah, so Particularly
1: can you- with um, Zaharakis out for fixed. the rest of the He's done for the year.
0: Exactly. So I, I like Carl Langford if he's available on your waiver list. Um, we'll move over onto the Dockers. Uh, Michael Walters, 131 from him, was outstanding. Oh. Um, Ed Langdon has been very solid. He has, over really this past good. Month. Really good. I'm not telling anyone to go out and get him because do not get Ed Langdon. The, the week you trade Ed Langdon into your side is the week he goes 57. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I don't know where I put 57 exactly from, but that's, if he gets that next week, can we put a note somewhere? Because that's, Ed thank Langu, you. R- write that down. If he gets 57 this week, that is, that is prophetic. Uh, <laughs> a couple of years Langu- writing actually that, writing that down.
1: 57 verse port. Surely that's not
0: going to happen. Um, Brad Hill, one hundred and three now. Brad Hill, obviously, we saw the news this week that St Kilda look like they're making a, a monster offer to him, with yep. worth nine hundred thousand dollars a year for Brad Hill.
1: I mean, they've got a bit of money to throw around,
0: and if you can't get anyone else, I guess you have to get the best you can get. But
1: he is very good.
0: He, oh no, don't get me wrong. I do like Brad Hill, but not for nine hundred thousand dollars. Seems a little much, but he sure. does.
1: He does solve their outside run issue quite nicely.
0: I'm pretty sure Patty Cripps' current uh, contract is somewhere between six hundred and fifty to seven hundred thousand. I don't it doesn't settle well with me the fact that Brad Hill would be getting paid two hundred thousand dollars uh, more than like a year we a Brooks. rabbit hole, so than a going to move on.
1: <laughs> we're going to move on. Who a do we want to talk about?
0: Uh, Nat Fife, just quickly, um, he was tagged by of uh, Ambrose. I think it was Patty Ambrose. of a little bit of a little Ambrose of a little bit of Nat Fife got of a People were penciling him in for a massive score against the Bombers because Dylan Clark was out. Hmm. But it just looks like Worsfold's modus operandi is to always have a tagger in the team, no matter who that person is. So Clark goes out, Ambrose comes in, plays that role. Um, So you've just got to be careful about the number one player on the opposite team. Uh, and it could be Trelaw this week. So keep an eye on that. It we'll probably I would probably have to be Treloar. wouldn't be trading him out, not not by a long shot. No, no. But, but just be, be aware of the captaincy choice this week. I wouldn't yeah. be loading it up on him. Because it very well could be Pendlebury, who went huge this week. Ah, it'll be Treloar. And it could be Sidebottom, because Sidebottom gets tagged, well, or when he's tagged, he does nothing in a game. Yeah,
1: no, I think it'll be Trelaw. It
0: should. It very well should be, because Trelaw is the best player in Collingwood's team at the moment. Yep. From, apart from Brody Grundy for mine. Um, yeah is there anyone else you want to bring up from the Dockers? Uh,
1: not particularly there are a couple of draft guys,
0: but I'm not sure I'd be streaming them this week so no no I wouldn't be too fussed about that over in port. Um, so the Sunday morning game, this along with the uh, the Brisbane Geelong game, West Coast mm. taking on the Tigers these were just two of the best games of the year for me. Um, as a just avid West Coast fan mm. I, it was really hard to be unhappy at the end of this game just because you'd seen such a good contest. Um, disappointed in the loss, but at the same time, it was awesome just game. so good to watch. So um, the Tigers got up by, by just a solitary goal in the end, seesawing mm-hmm. affair. Dusty Martin was just left to roam free after Hutchings went down with an injury. Um, Yo was on him at the start. Hutchings is that option B that the coach can go with if someone gets off the chain. When that's taken away, clearly they score well. So um, Hawthorne, Coming up against West Coast this week, midfield options for them are definitely a good idea to go with. Oh, yeah. uh, but Dusty Martin, 130 was fantastic. Bashar Huli in the rain, 124. That that really caught my eye. That was spectacular from him. He was absolutely the second yeah. half was played basically underwater. It was <laughs> wet, and the fact that he got up to 124 with plus sixes was absolutely outstanding. Um, our boy Dion Prestia, I, I don't mm-hmm. like calling him our boy.
1: No, I, I, he's not our boy, but nine out of his last ten games have mm-hmm. been tons. He, he's
0: That's been pretty that amazing. Good. That is really good. Um, and Richmond are coming up against Brisbane, who have been restrictive to midfields. I'd still back him in.
1: Uh, if, I, I, if he doesn't ton up, he'll be 95 yeah. plus.
0: I feel like Dusty Martin will... It, they should put Mitch Robinson onto him. Oh, that'll be a matchup. Oh, that I, I would, I, <coughs> I would, want
1: them to. That'll be amazing. I would watch. pay money
0: just to see that matchup. <clears throat> that would be so good, and I think it would work well for Brisbane as well. He's that big-bodied, tough, yeah. nuggety guy who can stop him getting clearances. Yeah. So I wouldn't pencil in Dusty for a massive score this week, but Dion Prestia, I could see, I could see going quite big still. Okay. He, he could be the one midfielder that gets off the leash. Um, word is cochin may be back as well so that that makes things <clears> a bit in- if Cochin is back this week then that changes things because he does take up Dion Prestier's center bounce attendances having said
1: that nine out of the last 10 weeks prestier's cracked the ton mm-hmm. Cochin hasn't been gone for 10 weeks
0: yeah yeah that's true um Shane Edwards 90 from him and he went 120 odd the week before he's at, I think 90 the week before that he's he's had a good three he's weeks. had a good year um yeah I again look he's owned in most uh, leagues out there. I think he's on about 89% ownership. But in that 10-11%, not the worst option to pick up if you need someone off the waivers. Uh, yeah, look, a, a lot of deep draft guys here. So Tom Lynch has been really solid all year as a key forward. Um, Jack Rewald has come back considerably uh Quite well. Yeah, considerably solid, I would say.
1: Not Um, spectacular, but solid, yeah.
0: Shy Bolton has tailed away a little bit as his midfield time has gone down and down. Mm -hmm. Um, Only a 60 from him this week, so I wouldn't be backing him in for a particularly good score this week against Brisbane. Um, Yeah, and there's not too much else to talk about, so we might go over onto West Coast. And look, the Yo Martin matchup, it was talked about a lot in the lead-up to this game, and Yo was outclassed in the end. I mean, Martin was just absolutely brilliant. But he held up his NDO, had 117. He would, Just that eight tackles, that's what does it every yeah. single week. He's he's just so good. Absolutely. Um, Shannon Hearn is the one that interests <clears throat> me.
2: 107.
0: Is this
1: his first good game since he came back from I that I think injury? he had a 90
0: last week. I think he was solid without being spectacular last week. Mm, interesting. Um, 107 from him. The thing that really interests me... Is the fact that he's playing Hawthorne next week, who give up a truckload to halfbacks. They mm. give up a lot to defenders. And he's playing at home. If the weather holds up, if it's a nice clear day, I would almost say that Hearn would be a really good get this week in salary cap leagues as a point of difference if you are a little bit worried about your matchup heading into the grand final. Mm. I. I yeah, he, like he's
1: it. only $564,000 as Very well. Very cheap, he's so going to make you some cash. Pretty cheap. Yeah.
0: Not that that really matters, but... No, well, if you need to upgrade someone else, so if, you're, I guess, if, yeah. if you've if you got like a, a Tom Stewart, someone like that, or uh, maybe a Brandon Ellis coming up against the, the Lions, he'll have to be a bit more defensive.
1: Yep, yep. I uh, think you actually, you need a, about 20k or so to go Ellis up to him, but... Do you really? Yeah, Ellis is five hundred and forty-nine. Really? Has he fifteen k's? That? Wow. Ellis has been pretty average since he's, that good month he had.
0: Wow. Okay. I. Yeah, I guess I. I do not own Brandon Ellis, so that's <coughs> unfortunately. So I get did. get rid of Brandon Ellis <laughs> at all costs is what I'm saying. Um, maybe even like a. Oof, who have Adelaide got this week? Uh, dogs. Dogs. Maybe even like a Rory Laird. You make a bit. You make about yeah seventy k, eighty k doing that. Um, that would be an interesting one.
1: That Actually, be you make you
0: make about hundred k doing that.
1: It's close to hundred, yeah.
0: And if you can use that cash, if you don't have any left in the bag, to upgrade like a Tom Rockliffe to someone halfway decent, I don't mind that option.
1: It's not I, the worst I, idea. I can see
0: Hearn at least breaking even with what Laird scores this week. The
1: Laird hasn't been doing what. We Laird, Laird, was, so, Laird was okay,
0: especially the week before mm-hmm. against West Coast, but. Um, he was not that great against Collingwood. Not many Adelaide players were, and yep. against the Dogs could have a really tough game.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Yeah,
0: I think it's a good option to be honest. Um, Lead for Hearn and then use that cash if you don't have any in the back to bank to upgrade someone like Rocky um, Gaff. He's just been getting between 100 and 110 all year. It's yep, been, we move on. It's been great. People have been really angry about that. I don't get it. He's just a super safe option. You never pick him to be a captain. Yeah, he,
1: he's not your captain of option this year. He's is, also
0: not going in the 80s or 70s or anything yeah, like that for you. He's
1: very solid, mm-hmm. very consistent this year. I, I, he's a set-and-forget guy. You don't have to worry about him. He's
0: not giving me any heart attacks any week. So, nope. yeah, I love Andrew Gaffey, my salary cap side. Uh, yeah, not, not too much else to speak of here. Probably um, about it. Luke Shuey, you know, Brad Shepard, those likes have been pretty solid all year without being spectacular. I like what Josh Rotham did. Keep an eye on him for the future. Keep really, really deep, deep Keeper League drafts. If he can get more game time next year, look at him as a stash option, maybe. Yeah, Um, I I liked him when I saw him earlier in the year. Really deep drafts, though, because West Coast is a very hard team to break into at the moment, especially for halfbacks. Absolutely,
1: yeah. He's not getting consistent games until... Probably until Hearn
2: retires. Yeah,
0: Hearn is the one there because Duggan has a lot of games left in him. Uh, Nelson's... Yeah, he's fighting for spots every now and then. Jed yes. still got some years. Shepherd's amazing. Exactly. And Shepard's only about 28, 29, so he's still oh, got three or four I, w- w- I would have
1: thought he would have been a bit younger than that
0: even. Maybe. Um, so. so he's got three yeah. or four years in him at least. So Anyway, we'll move on. West, uh, GWS versus the Bulldogs. Again, smashing by the Bulldogs. This was ridiculous. And Dunkley just gets it done. 150 from him. Adelaide give up a truckload to midfielders, so he's another one I'd look at putting the C on this week and just, yeah, just not moving it. He, yeah, he,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Adelaide don't really
0: tag either. No. And if they do, surely they would have to look at Bont, because he's just been so good all year, Bontebelli. Absolutely. Um, so, 95 from the Bont as well. He was tagged by De Boer, but he got seven tackles and that's where he made up some of those points absolutely uh, yep. and he got three free kicks given to him as well um, and none against so that, that helps as well uh, Lipinski he's back well no, no he's back no Lipinski no I'm not backing in Lipinski at all he needed a couple of goals to get to this and oh the seven tackles and seven marks I love that too don't get me wrong but I, I wouldn't expect him to do this next week
1: he had 91 the week before 83 the week before that.
0: Can you not make me... <laughs> 74
1: the week before that.
0: Can, can we not give advice to people to bring in Patrick Lipinski this
1: week? Oh, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't be bringing him in, but I'd, if you've got him in drafts, I'd be starting him quite comfortably.
0: Lockie Hunter might be an interesting one against the uh, the Crows. Real point of difference, real cheap in salary cap leagues. Look, he hasn't been going great guns of late, but if any game could do it, if you are really worried about your matchup this week... Um, and you are the real underdog Lockie hunter is someone that can go 120
1: 130. key yeah absolutely I, i've you're you're much more of a Lockie hunter fan than i've ever been so i' will yes. just
0: leave you to it um yeah i i i would back him in to have a good score but again he's not quite in the form that he was earlier in the season so it would be a real risk a real reach for you to do that uh i like i know he wasn't as big as last week, but I really liked what Will Hayes did in this game. He's another mm. one to have a watch for, indeed, keeper leagues.
1: Yeah, I quite like Hayes. Hundred last week, seventy-one this week. Um, I, I'd probably back him in for somewhere between seventy and eighty this week yeah, against, yeah. I like um, him.
0: And, and my, my boy Bailey Dale. He's uh, <coughs> he he's rising his way up in the Bailey rankings. I think first. there's
1: only like three people in the Bailey rankings this That's year. True. So <laughs> well, there's, there's him. There's Bailey Smith. And there's um, Bailey, Bailey Fritsch. So, I mean, we'll he's, see he's still probably number three.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Bailey Williams 1 and 2 next year. So, that'll be yeah. interesting. Um, on the Giants side, Tim Taranto did what he's been doing most weeks. 111 from him could have been bigger. But Pencil, I mean, these are the guys that you got to Pencil in for other big scores as well, coming up against Gold Coast.
2: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> uh, Tim Taranto, Lockie Whitfield, Zach Williams, Toby Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those guys could go monster.
1: Yep, Josh Kelly's back as
0: well. Josh Now, Josh Kelly's probably the only one I'm worried about there. Because if Took Miller is going to go with anyone from that group, it is going to be Josh Kelly because he is yeah. the silky smooth distributor. And ju- And also, he's just coming back from injury. Look, don't get me wrong, mm. all of those guys should go big. But I just feel if they're going to focus on one, it would be Kelly.
1: And they have been every week. That Gold yeah. Coast have been focusing on one guy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I tend to agree. It probably is Kelly. Those other ones that you mentioned, I'd be quite comfortable. Yeah. I, I, if you don't already have them but your opposition does in a grand final this week. I think you need to even that matchup. You need to remove that matchup. Or mm-hmm. that uh, that point of difference. Exactly, yeah. that's the one I'm you, looking you've for. You've got to
0: match that up. Yeah, Because Zach Williams, I, I have the feeling he could be the mm-hmm. one that goes really big this yeah, week. I if agree. he's playing some more midfield time, I, that could be very, very interesting. Yep. Um, and Toby Green as well. Even if he plays more up forward, this is the game where it doesn't matter because he's going to He'll kick will goals.
1: kick a bag if he plays forward.
0: So, yeah, it's just going to be fantastic.
1: Very unfortunate that Nick Haynes is out for the rest of the year yeah. with the, that larynx because he had been in great form the last month.
0: Fractured larynx. That sounds awful. And he
1: played through it as well. Jesus. That's amazing.
0: Tough bastard.
1: Um, so that sucks for people that have got him in, in um, drafts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just
0: see see what you can get off the waivers. Hopefully you've got some bench cover, but he has been super solid this year. Yeah. Really good. And he was someone I wrote off a couple of years ago because it just or really? it, well, it just looked like you know they had Shaw they had Williams they had Adam Kennedy, and they had a couple of other uh-huh. halfbacks he was coming up always the always good for
1: like that mid-70 score every week as a 7-forget D5. Mm. But then this year, he's taken it to another level. So hopefully, he can continue that for next year.
0: Yeah, And then um, some of the young guys, like Sproll on debut, only 23. Jai Caldwell, 38 as well. I think he's going to lose his spot this <laughs> week. So keep an eye on someone like Haitley maybe coming back into the side. Um, he could go big against the Suns. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see the team makeup for the Giants this week. Yes. Okay. Last game of the round: Hawthorne versus Gold Coast. As the
1: we... Ruffy farewell game.
0: Ah, the uh, the Ruffy bag as well. That was that was fun to watch. Yeah, um, that was pretty. I, I really enjoyed this actually. One hundred from him, and uh, I think that's him done as well. Yeah, I'm I think pretty
1: sure he, he said today that he's not. He, that's him done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great career. Um, not not particularly fantasy relevant at any stage, but. Yeah, we loved watching Ruffy play. Uh, James Warple, we told everyone to go out and get him last week and he repaid us with 134. Fantastic. West Coast give up scores to those midfielders. You saw that this week. So I think he's going to go great again. He's just been so good
1: this year. Yeah, I'll back him in for another big score.
0: Interesting to see what Tom Mitchell does next year to him. Mm. Sure. I, it I will be. I would expect their center lineup to just be Ruckman plus Tom Mitchell... Uh, Jaeger O'Meara and then Warple that will be their top three lineups. It's they they're pretty good starting it's not feeling. bad so Warple can learn off Tom Mitchell in the centre um, mm-hmm. they've still got Henderson on one wing Smith on another wing you know it's yeah I, th- I think that's a great lineup. yeah I, I like that um, so yeah Warple he, if you don't own him he's going to have a great weekend this week um Brody, friend of the podcast Brody, brought in Chad Wingard into his salary cap team in our preliminary final matchup. Ah,
1: did he? Because
0: he wanted some point of differences, <laughs> and I thought it was going to bury me. But 128 <laughs> from him. That, I mean, that's a great call from Brody. Yep. But, yeah. packed
1: in the goals against Gold Coast.
0: Mm-hmm. Massive, massive. He had 10 tackles, Wingard. That's where he got his points. He did... He only kicked the two goals. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah, he was outstanding. Wouldn't be looking at the same thing from him this week against West Coast. No. Um, that was a once-off for me. Yeah,
1: West Coast's defenders all shut him down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now,
1: this is the game that I was expecting Henderson to go Yeah, big. I was
0: just about to say that. I think 62. We, we talked last week and I think I said this could be the game where he goes back to those like 120 to 130 sort of those massive games. I was
1: really expecting this that.
0: This was awful. And the same with Isaac Smith. Isaac Smith was on about 67 at half time. He was looking for a monster. He was another mm-hmm. point of difference that Brody brought in this week <laughs> for our matchup, um, which was looking like one of the best calls again. And I don't know what happened. I'm, I didn't watch the end of this game, and they held into eighty-seven overall. Was it just that they 85? didn't?
1: They were going too direct, and they didn't need their wingers.
0: Possibly. I mean, the other thing is, it, it, they could have switched someone to spend a little bit more time on him after <laughs> such a massive um, start. But yeah, it was it was an absolute just. You know, anyway. fall off the cliff really from from that start anyway. and, and like you say Henderson was disappointing and against West Coast I wouldn't be penciling him in for a big score either so no nah, probably not if you've got him get rid of him for me uh, Sicily sucked and now we move on to the Suns <laughs> we move on that was house by Sicily <clears throat> after looking good the week before
1: yeah, but they probably didn't need him.
0: No, no. Well, that's the thing. Defenders don't score well against Gold Coast. Not because Gold Coast are so good and man up. It's because the ball doesn't spend much time just, down there. They, they don't, just don't get the ball. You don't need to kick it around, chip it around to find holes in a... Uh, a zone. Exactly. So You okay. just run it through. Um, kick it over. <laughs> <laughs> kick
1: it through. Check S- your pick.
0: Gold Coast. Um, so, here's a few players that would have won some uh, <laughs> some matchups this week. Yeah. Piers Hanley, 132. Where the... Fuck, did that come from? I don't know. That was ridiculous. Harbrow, 123. Well, 123. Harbrow's been horrible the second half of this year. and 123. He might have been on someone's bench. He was on my bench. He might have been on waiver lists. Um, He was on your bench. I still won, but he was on my bench. Oh, that would have sucked if you didn't. Um, Yeah. Took Miller, 100 from him. Braden Fiorini back with a ton. Um, Mm -hmm. Look, 97 to Wits. So it was a pretty decent scoring game still from some of these sons, but. Um, again, look, they they weren't ever going to get anywhere. I don't think. I, they, I don't know what they're going to do next year. At Gold Coast It's going to be interesting to see. I think it's just going to be a lot more youngsters. It's just it's
1: going to be painful, slow growing pains.
0: I, don't, I, I honestly don't know if it's going to be growing pains as much as just pains because if you They'll lose grow very, if they, very if they grow slow. and you lose them after four years. Your, your team hasn't grown. You're back to square one again. Yeah,
1: but a bunch of their top guys have signed, have re signed. Have re
0: signed for two years, though. So that's the mark. Four years, four to five yep. years, that's when they leave, when they're 22 mm-hmm. and hitting their prime. So yep. they need but those guys. By, to there's enough further. of
1: them at that um, that point that there should be a, um, what's the word? I don't we'll we'll know. just call it a threshold. There, there'll be some sort of threshold, mm-hmm. a, um, a critical mass. Okay. That's it. There'll be a critical mass of guys at that same age working through together. That they'll either all of them combine to lift the club together, and therefore they'll all stay, yep. or the whole thing will fall apart
0: again. So, uh, and I'm leaning towards the the latter of those, the falling apart again for Gold Coast. I can't see people wanting to stick around that club. For too but long.
1: if they're all in it together at the same age, mm-hmm. in that critical mass together, that might be what keeps them there. And they've had two or three. Um, Drafts bringing young guys in that are all around that same age there now, so that might be what you've got to hope
0: that those relationships build and those guys want to play together. They don't. They don't want to go individually off to other teams. They want to, even if they don't want to specifically stay at Gold Coast, they want to stay together and build something together. And that could be the Suns. So let's hope. Let's wait and hope because they've got a lot of talent: Ben Ainsworth, Dawson, McPherson players like that come.
1: Lococious. I've really liked lococious off yeah. halfback.
0: Rankin hasn't got to play this year. Um they'll get some great players in next year as well in yep. the draft. So they look like they're getting another one of those compensation picks so they'll have pick one and two. If they they get uh, it looks like they're getting a compensation so pick.
1: So they get Anderson and Rao.
0: Yep, Anderson and Rao, who are best mates. So again that would help keeping them together.
1: They'll probably get the compo pick just for that.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God, that's a backhanded dealings. If the you, you know that's what's going to happen, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: we spent enough time on that. We'll move okay. on.
0: And we've spent enough time on the Suns, I think, to be <laughs> honest. There's not too much, really, to go into. So what we're going to do now is we're going to head to your questions from Twitter, see what we can do to help you win your grand final matchups this week. So we've got a few questions this week, so let's get into them. Uh, first one is from Dim Slickies, regular listener. Thanks for li- tuning in this year, mate. Um. Who says made all of my grand finals? Thanks for all your help throughout the year. Welcome, Congrats. mate. yeah, good, good job, good on you, mate. Um, from memory, I think he sent his team in not long ago, and it was fucking smashing it. So oh, yeah, um, oh, yeah I, think, I think I do remember. Got to pat yourself on the back for that, yeah. mate. Uh,
1: good job, and, yeah. and you're welcome if we've had some small part to help with that. So. Yeah,
0: hopefully we helped you out through the year. Uh, so he says, who to trade crits or Kelly uh, to Dusty or Laird? Um, all right, so or, it's Cripps. Cripps or Kelly to Dusty, sorry. Yep. Or Laird to Williams. Here we go. Um, and he's got a second part to the question, but let's get through that now.
1: Yep. All righty. So Cripps yep. plays Geelong.
0: Yep. And Tim, Tim Kelly,
1: Kelly plays Carlton this week.
0: Plays Brisbane. Sorry, no. plays Carlton. Apologies. Yep. Yep.
1: Plays Carlton this week. Yep. Um, both highly owned, 40 and 44%. So regardless of which one you're going, you're. You, yeah it's going to be pretty similar.
0: Dusty has a high ownership as well. Let's thirty 34%. Face it. Yeah, let's face it. Dusty has a pretty high ownership. Um, yep. Now, Dusty is the one that I'm thinking of that's coming up against Brisbane. I said a little earlier in the podcast that he could cop a Mitch Robinson matchup because that seems like a perfect like for like.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: I'm not guaranteeing that's going to happen. West Coast tried to mm-hmm. play yo on him for a little bit, had to loosen that up and obviously set yo free a bit more mm-hmm. and then Hutchings couldn't be used as a plan B. So we don't yep. know... What would have happened with a tight tag? Because yeah. that wasn't.
1: Having said that, Dusty's last few weeks have oh, been pretty spectacular.
0: Ridiculous. I mean, he was injured last week, so he he was out with soreness last minute, which which he sucked.
1: But prior to that, he'd gone 133, 111, and then the 130 this week. He's in ripping form.
0: So, and that the other option is Laird to Williams. And I've just said that Williams is coming up against Gold Coast, has a lower ownership than Dusty, and could yep. go so smash.
1: Williams is 19% owned, so mm-hmm. he always, he's much more of a point of difference, and he's playing Gold yep. Coast. yep. Uh, Laird, forty seven percent owned. Playing the dogs. Dogs have been restricting a lot of teams lately. Led hasn't been in spectacular form. Yeah. Solid, but not spectacular. If uh, uh, I'm probably,
0: I'm leaning towards Tim Kelly to Dusty. To be honest, out of those me three. Me too. My... The
1: thing for me with Kelly is, out of this last seven weeks, he's cracked the ton once. Yeah. So, that's been solid as a forward, but not game-changing.
0: Exactly. Um, I I think if I was to order this, I would say your first priority would be Kelly to Dusty. Yeah. Your second would be Laird to Williams. And Mm -hmm. your third would be Cripps to Dusty. Agreed. Though that is the order that I would do those trades in.
1: That's the order I would as well. And for me, the big thing is because Kelly is so heavily owned, you're getting rid of a guy that's been okay, but not amazing. You're bringing Dusty in. Um, who has been amazing and you're removing that potential point of difference uh-huh. th- that you may be coming up against this week yeah led to williams is probably a um more of a if you're the underdog and you think you need to swing something a little bit mm-hmm. different in order to get the win um because williams is so exactly uh, only 19 percent
0: and obviously dusty Martin is so highly owned so that's another Sort yep. of point of difference, you not owning him in case he does have a poorer game. Yep. Uh, and obviously, yeah, I, I don't think you should be getting rid of Cripps so much this week. I, I we don't, both like him this yeah, week. I he don't know if long. he goes huge, but I reckon he cracks the ton. Yeah. Um, okay, and his second part of his question. Oh, God, I can't believe we missed this actually earlier in the podcast. Uh, draft question, do I hold DBJ? Darcy Byrne-Jones scored eight points this week.
1: I was checking to see if he was injured. He He played 81%
0: game time. He was not injured. He was terrible. 81%. I was in such a blind fury about (coughs) that. I forgot to mention the eight point game to DBJ.
1: But since round 16, Darcy Byrne Jones has gone 116, 114, 93, 80, 104, 108,
0: 8. Yeah. So he's playing... (laughs) In your Facebook you said 8. 8.
1: He's playing Frio... In Adelaide this week, yeah, I'm going to back him in.
0: Yeah, I, I look, I, I 100% back would no, hold in a draft. It, it
1: was a horrible one game. Yeah. But the, the body of work leading up to that is awesome.
0: Yeah, no, don't drop him in a draft league. Hold on to him. Don't overthink it. He, he should it. be good against Fremantle. Yeah. Um, if you did bring him in a salary cap league, um, for anyone else out there listening, I might consider even holding him there as well. I would. Especially...
1: We, we you, talk quite regularly about chasing points. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite. This is throwing someone away because they've had one bad game.
0: Yeah. So, see what they... I, I, I think you've got to back in your trade. You, you brought him in for a reason. He was in ripping form. One poor week doesn't make a season. And I think DBJ will have a good game this week. Yep. So, yeah, hold Freo on have been giving
1: up. up heaps of points. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly to defenders. I mean, you look at... They played um, Essendon last week. Connor McKenna, um, Saad had like high 80s or 90. Yep. Um, I forget who else. There were two or three other defenders that all scored reasonably well as well. Mm-hmm. So they have been giving up points to their halfbacks. They
0: have. Um, okay, so next question uh, comes in from Roy O'Bannon, uh, who says, oh, more of a... Uh, nice little pat on the back for us here. It says, first year and first grand final. Last week, I only scraped past by four points. Ooh, Thanks, Lance, for the advice to stick with Parker over Hannah's. It won me the round. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Congrats. But also, yeah, great job. But also, I'm pretty sure Parker only outscored Hannah's by four points. So that, I think that's his point. <laughs> that was really lucky, though. That was super lucky. So if you won by four points and Parker only outscored him by four... Jesus, I, I see in my head... That's when fantasy I, footy. Yeah, oh, I, I love that sometimes. I love that.
1: It sucks to be on the other end of it. Oh, well,
0: I lost uh, one of my prelim finals this week. I was in two. Um, so one won one, and the second one I lost by two points. Um, that hurts. Which is not good. And I feel like, actually, we'll just give a quick shout-out to that. So let me just bring up... Yeah, And uh, b-
1: before we move on, yep. congrats, Roy... Thanks for being a listener this year. We appreciate all the questions you've been putting through. Hopefully, we've been a help to you and look forward to next year for you.
0: Absolutely. Um, So, I feel like I should quickly mention, in our Extended Bench Cup League, so we've had this going right through the year, a separate league set up for a lot of our hardcore listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I was in the prelim last week. I was eliminated, unfortunately. I think Mm -hmm. you weren't even in contention, Matt. You finished 7th. For the year, yeah. I, I lost whatever matchup I had this week, so yeah. So, um, uh, mm-hmm. and in the grand final this week, we've got Trelaw Enforcement, which is awesome. Name, le- I know it's <laughs> a, a great that's, name, that's a fucking amazing. Uh, who's coached by Matthew T, and then uh, we've got Quiver, what is it, Quivering Cloud Snakes, um, also a good which, name, which is uh, coached by Mitch S. So, good luck to both of you guys. Hope it's a great matchup. Um, I don't know how you're going to split some of the calls we made. <laughs> um, yeah, see what you can do. But yeah, law Enforcement, that's got to win best name for the league. That's great, it? I like that. Um, and we'll get on to the last question as well for the week because obviously a lot of uh, people, having not made the grand final, you don't have as many questions yet. You're, uh, your ticket's are already booked for the off-season trip. Yep. You know, you've know, <laughs> got to get some rest and relaxation under your, uh, under your legs just like Matt has right throughout the year.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: So, Craig sent in a question saying, who should I trade out between Hunter Clark and Brandon Ellis? Clark can go to Hooley, or Ellis could get to Brody Smith, Laird, or Houston. Um, This is
1: a tough one. I had a a look at this this afternoon, and I was surprised with the result I came up with. Okay. Um, But it was a really tough one to actually get there, so... Um, what do we got? Hunter Clark's been pretty good recently. Not amazing. 84, 99, and 73 are his last three. Yep, yep. Brandon Ellis, 75, 103, and 70. Um, of those two,
0: I actually kind
1: of feel more confident with Clark.
0: Yeah, I feel more comfortable holding Clark, even though Clark gets you to Hooley, who is a Hooley's been awesome, scorer.
1: but Hooley's playing Brisbane. The last two games... Mm-hmm. Defenders against Brisbane have not scored well. Not
0: overly well. No, Tom Stewart's ninety-three was solid, but it wasn't spectacular. No, it, it
1: hasn't been the the hundred and twenties that Hall has been pulling out recently. Yeah.
0: So i I would almost I would much prefer to keep Hunter Clark than Brandon Ellis. Yeah. Looking at his scores. Yeah. So I would
1: be. Yeah, I agree. I'd be moving Ellis on. Yeah. Now so. Brody Smith, Laird, and Houston. Smith and Laird both play the dogs mm-hmm. who have been so-so against defenders. Um, Smith's been pretty good, 101, 65, 119 last three.
0: Oh, look, I think it's obvious. Houston. Yeah. Oh, 100%, I would go Houston. He has been rock solid for the past month and a half. And even in last week's just shambolic efforts by Port, he was one of their few shining lights. Him and Boak—that was it. Yep. So
1: his last three: hundred twenty-three, hundred and three, and ninety-seven. They're not going to take him and out of the midfield, surely. The last two games, Frio's given up points to yep. guys in his position.
0: Yeah. So I, I think it's an easy pick so, for me here, Craig.
1: It, it really surprised me that I got to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I had so many numbers and stuff. I was like, <laughs> I was trying to prove to you that why we should go Houston. No, but,
0: I one hundred percent. I looked at this question and I thought. I don't really want Smith this week. If I I already had him in my team, I would hold, but I'm not looking for him. Laird, exactly the same situation. And we already talked about the possibility of downgrading Laird to Hearn anyway. Um, Houston, I love it. That's a great option.
1: And he's only 2.37% owned, so a massive point of difference. Um, Ballsy move, could win you or lose you your your matchup, but...
0: No, I, I think it's a great option, mate. So I definitely go with you.
1: I'm actually surprised we both came to the same answer with <laughs> so that. So am I. Independently. And, um, I think- and thanks, Craig, for your question and all your questions this year. Really appreciate everything. Um, yeah, and, hopefully, and- hopefully you uh, like our advice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, don't forget, we are going to be doing a lot of off-season content. So we love doing our draft, uh, lead-up-to-the-draft podcast. We also... Uh, help you out with your um, Keeper League drafts, your redrafts heading into 2020. We'll be doing some salary cap content as well, probably a little bit closer to when uh, prices are released or when the JLTs are hitting. But there will be a lot of off-season extended bench contests. And, of course,
1: we are planning on doing a podcast next week. It's just a little bit of a wrap-up of the year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We made some some big calls earlier in the year, or not so big calls depending on how you look at them. We'll see how we went with those. I haven't looked at them, but I'm guessing not well.
0: No, not very well at all. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive straight into our favourite game. We can't get past it. Risk it for the biscuit. Last time for this year, we'll be playing it. Of course, we're trying to find you that gem on the waiver list that can get up and win you the grand final this week. That will have one good game. You do not have to worry about the rest of the season. From <clears throat> here on in. this is the last of it. Yep. So, this is it. They have to be less than fifty percent owned on Ultimate Footy. Yes, and they that's generally, it. yeah, that's it. Because generally, we kind of pick them twice. But screw it. There's not this much is grand left final in the week. It's, <laughs> it's it's doesn't all matter. In. So uh, let's just revisit the scores, shall we? All right.
1: I am currently on eight. You are on six. Oh
0: shit! So I need a double up. I need. Yeah. I need a
1: Last big... week, no one got any points, so I'm oh, not going to talk about who oh, they, were, they were because they were shambolic. It was, it was, it was horrible. horrible.
0: So yeah. you're on eight. I'm on six. Let's do this, we've got to find some picks. I who's got first pick this week? I think it's me. I think that is you. All right, go ahead.
1: I'm going Callum Brown.
0: I he's gone we've gone Callum Brown quite regularly lately. Well
1: we've talked about him, but we haven't yep. actually picked him. So Pie's forward, 36% owned, 71 versus Melbourne last week, mm-hmm. 77 versus Adelaide last week actually. Yep. Melbourne was the week before. He's got Essendon this week. Frio players scored really well against Essendon this round mm-hmm. and lost the game. Pies won't lose the game. He'll, <clears throat> he's will he been playing well the last yeah. few weeks. I think he'll go well
0: in this game. No, I like it. We, we love a bit of Callum Brown around here. He looks like he's going to be a good half forward for us, and hopefully his cr- career progresses to the point where he is <laughs> fantasy relevant going forward. Yeah. Um, okay, my pick. Uh, we've, we've actually picked this guy a couple of times as well, and what I love is the fact that even though his team is absolute trash, um, <laughs> he seems to score quite well no matter what the score <laughs> Pretty solid. So I'm going with a uh, 19-year-old defender, I believe. Defender from the Gold Coast. uh, Jacob Dawson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something a little bit different. So um, he's 30% owned out there, available in a lot of leagues. He has gone uh, 176 and 76 in the past three weeks in absolute smashings, Mm. by the way. So very solid scoring from him. And, yeah, I, I really like the idea of bringing him in. So, yeah, no, I'm going with Jacob Dawson.
1: Very nice. I like it. I am going to go... <clears throat> as I just quickly... I uh, yeah, did have got, a guy, you've but... You've got a lot
0: of notes. I've, I've got, got screenshots. a lot of shots. I've
1: got a lot of honourable mentions this year. Um, no, actually, I'm not going to go that guy. I'm going to go this guy instead. <laughs> Nothing like making it up on the fly, is there?
0: You're not going to make me flip a coin or whatever like last week, were you? That worked really well for you, though. Surprisingly, yes. I'm going
1: Brent Daniels. GWS GWS
0: Now, that's a good one. Uh, There's going to be one guy who pops up against Gold Coast, and I
1: like it. Now, it's pretty much purely the Gold Coast effect. He's had an 81 versus Hawthorne and a 95 versus Richmond in the last month and a half.
0: Yep.
1: That's two good games in the last six. It's not amazing. So he's he's pretty risky, but like you said, someone from GWS is going to pop up.
2: Pop
1: up? Bob up. I think I combined those. Someone (laughs) is going to pop up and kick a bunch of goals against Gold Coast because they're just... Shit, and Daniels has been really solid all year, so
0: yep. I like it. I really yep. like that call. Um, all right, my last pick for this week—a uh, little bit out of the box. Another defender for me. I'm going with Aliralea from Sydney. Interesting. So this one, yeah, is is pretty out of the box. He's had an okay last couple of rounds. He's had a 69 and a 79. But the reason I like it is this week he actually could have scored quite a bit better. Um, he dropped a few marks. Um, and the reason being is uh, he's pretty much playing as their number one ruckman this week, at the moment, Aliralea. Yeah, so yeah. they dropped um, what whoever it was, or was a late out. Um, oh, um oh, I can't can't remember the uh, young kid's name who's been um, playing ruck uh, for the past week. Was few it weeks. another McLean? Dawson? McLean, um, yeah. Hayden McLean. Uh, so he didn't play this week. Aliralea was the number one ruckman, scored seventy nine. He's playing against Rowan Marshall this week. The thing about Rowan Marshall is he doesn't. Even though he scores well himself, he doesn't really restrict opposition ruckmen. No, he, he doesn't quite have that effect. I mean, uh, even Cruiser uh, um, against him this week scored 106 um, compared to True. Royal Marshall's True. 108. So he just gives up some points as well. Uh, he's not quite as defensive. And I think Iliria, if he is playing in a pure ruck position, could be safe for around about an 80 to an 85 mm-hmm. score this week, which could be incredibly solid on your your. Backline uh, in your backline, so nice. yeah, I really like that pick this week.
1: Much riskier, so we've yeah, both gone b- one very risky option there. One hundred percent,
0: and I love it. That's what the game is all about. So perfect. I'm now, really...
1: <laughs> do you have some honorable mentions you want to mention?
0: Uh, no, no, you actually brought up a couple <coughs> of mine through the podcast. So all
1: right, uh... cool. Uh, well, I'll quickly, very, very quickly, talk about a couple, um, a couple of Gold Coast uh, GWS guys against Gold mm-hmm. Coast. Adam Kennedy is a back. Sam Reed is a backslash forward. Sam
0: Reed I quite like actually. Yeah,
1: Kennedy might not be great just from the fact of the ball might not get to their mm-hmm. back line much. Um
0: Sam Reed plays a little bit in the forward line. Though. He's
1: plays kind of a little bit all over. He's been he had been playing really well, but he trailed off the last two weeks. This might be the week he bounces back strongly at the end of the year. Love it. Connor McKenna, uh, we mentioned a few times today already. 52% owned, which is why... Just that
2: little bit out.
1: Otherwise, he would have been one of my riskers. He would have been my first pick. Yeah, I'm really high on him this week. Um, Like we said, during the main pod, his last five weeks have all been really solid. Mm -hmm. Um, Ben Brown, we mentioned during the pod. I reckon they'll just be feeding the ball to him this week to get him the Coleman. Uh Uh-huh. Michael Hibbert?
0: No, we move on. Uh, Melbourne. I know, I, know, yeah. I, I know where you're coming from. I just can't back in a Melbourne guy off the wave a little.
1: Yeah, it, he's, he is very risky, but he has had a couple of good weeks lately. So it's just picking the whether he's going to be a streamable one this week. He has. Not sure if he will be. Um, will Hayes, we mentioned during the podcast, yep. has been pretty He'd solid. Like, like the look of him. Bailey Dale, if he kicks goals, mm-hmm. scores well. Um,
0: and he should kick some goals against Adelaide, who have been terrible.
1: Yep, so back him in for a decent-ish score. Um, Who
0: else we got? Uh, I, I that's, like, that's the main ones. Yeah, yeah those, those are the main ones for me as well. Bailey Dale is definitely one to keep an eye on, and I like Will Hayes from the Bulldogs too. And that is our podcast for the week. Thanks so much again for joining us, guys. Uh, we will be back, of course, next week. We already mentioned that off the top to wrap up the season. Revisit our uh, big calls from the start of the year and also take a little bit of a look into the crystal ball as well I would say for next year and some of the yep. changes that will be made to positioning maybe uh, you know some underpriced guys you could start to look at for next year in salary caps some sleepers in draft leagues you know all that thing so uh, hope you can join us then and mostly I hope you do Fantastically well in your grand final matchups this week. Hope you have some massive scores. Don't forget, you can find us at Extended Bench AU on Twitter anytime leading up to the grand final. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to send those through. And once again, good luck for the week ahead, and we'll join you next week.
1: Good luck, guys. Catch you.